Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. We're back for Caravan of Garbage to cap off the Michael Bay Transformers trilogy. The first trilogy. <laughs> the first trilogy, yeah. Uh-huh, sure. <laughs> Look, we might be going a bit further. We'll, we'll talk about it more at the end. Leave a like if you could. That he's, might help. He's probably a guy who's like, whenever he makes a movie, he's like, the first one's his epic. Yeah. Or his, you know, and, and the second one's his, my, my duology. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. This is, my, this is my intention the entire time. Mm. Yeah. We don't know much about Michael Bay in his real life, but we're just going to make a lot of presumptions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I got some information, in particular about what happened to Megan Fox on this film. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to save that towards the end because, of course, she does not return for Transformers 3, the dark side of the moon. And if you're wondering why, in a narrative sense, mm. uh, she doesn't return, I looked it up on Quora, the answer yeah, okay. to, to all, all things, all questions you might sure. want to know. And it says here, why did Sam and Michaela break up? Sam was dating Carly Spencer by the time the third movie started. Sam says of her that she was somebody who appreciated him for who he was. This line leads us to conclude that Michaela must not have appreciated from for who he was. <laughs> Basically, Michaela didn't appreciate Sam, so she broke up with him. There's also Problem t- solved. <laughs> the parents also mentioned that she was mean as well. Like, oh, she was kind of mean. Was she? She seemed kind of nice. She seemed like straight down the line. She was, again, she is... Um, I mean, if, if you if you don't really remember what she was like, just look at this new character because she's the same. Yeah. She's, and, uh, and the reason for that is because this was down to the wire, switching these characters. Uh-huh. We're, of course, we're introduced to Carly, Rosie Huntington-Whiteley. Well, we're introduced to her butt, aren't we, initially? Oh, that's right. I've written here gratuitous butt shot. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we had one of those in, in the second one sure. with Totoro. I think the problem with that character in this movie is not her because she's in... Two other things. One of them is Mad Max Fury Road. That's right. It's that she's not given anything to do in this movie. Yeah, right? That's really it. She just kind of stands there. Well, no, she's given uh, Michaela's job that Michaela would have had in this movie yes. had she... Uh, had working she for a Cars working dude. Working for a Cars dude, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's, she's not about Cars. She's about making sure they're all in a row or whatever her job is. Curator? I can't remember what, That's her, the one. Yes, what exactly. her not real job is in this universe. Already, this is too much stuff. This, <laughs> this movie... And again, I had not seen this one. This is the one. This is my. Oh, really? This is my, this is my dark of the moon. <laughs> is this is my blind spot because I'd not seen. I'd seen one, two, four, and five. Yeah. And I hadn't seen this one. My God, is it long? <laughs> even so long. even by the standards of what I said last week, which was just do some other stuff. Yeah, do some other I stuff. I cannot imagine seeing this in the theater when I can't just stare at my phone and and <laughs> do my online banking or whatever. Like this has so much plot. Yeah. And then no story. There's yeah. just so much. I had was thinking about this today. So apparently on Michael Bay's sets, yes. all his crew 
uh, they refer to the very specific chaos and mayhem of his sets as Baos and Bayhem. Good stuff. Because it's like, it's signature. Like, it's so big and explodey or whatever. Oh, yeah. And I decided that we should have a term for the viewers, which I'm going to call Golden Baytime, <laughs> which is the point at the movie where you would think that we're headed into, like, the third act and yeah. things are wrapping up. They're going to they're gonna come to a head and, and finish off in a big blazing Storylines are colliding, right? Exactly. And it's then you check the time code and realise that the movie isn't nearly done. It's only just getting started. Yeah. And for me, I was watching this movie and I'm like, oh, here we go. This is this. We're coming down Wrap to the wire. Here's the big finale. And I checked and it was one hour and there was one and a half hours left. And I'm like, <laughs> good Lord, this movie's long. That's a heck of a golden bay time. I, I watched a lot of... It's an Australian ice cream reference for everybody who doesn't what know. It is, yeah. But uh, I was watching the behind the scenes for this. And they talk about how, look, the last movie wasn't great and people didn't love it and there was too many shenanigans. And I think this movie, it, it is does attempt to be more earnest and saccharine past the first half an hour when Sam's parents disappeared or wherever they go to in this uh -huh. movie. Do you still wish they were dead? Yes, Mason. Yeah, me too. I never don't, but they might well, be dead. And we'll I talk about that more oh, at okay, the end. That's a good point. Um, yeah. Because look, in, in this one, I'm like, no, you're being a bit harsh. And the previous one, you're like, in the previous one, I was thinking, you know, you're being a bit harsh on them. But in this one, I'm like, like legitimately, you know, you, you want you want the best for your boy, obviously. Sure. And you, maybe you're disappointed that he's not, you know, a, a, a crack and success. But he, he literally saved your lives in the previous movie yeah. and everybody's life on yep. earth. And you're still like, you haven't got a job, <laughs> Sam? Come on. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time, uh, I understand why he feels unappreciated because he did, you know, help save the world multiple times in sure. the previous movies. But at the same time, he's very aggro for a guy with a very enviable, like just an amazingly, like a life that anyone yes. would kill for. Like he lives in this amazing, like multi-level, like beautiful vintage apartment. Yep. He's got this beautiful model girlfriend who adores him just like the previous- For no reason. Girlfriend for no reason. <laughs> he's got like a $5,000 fridge. Yeah, right. And he's still like, I'm so mad. And this is the thing about Sam. Yes. He's a fucking loser. <laughs> and the reason why he doesn't have a uh, job- A loser with a hero medal? The yeah, but that's the thing, like, medal. despite you having saved the world multiple times and getting a medal from the president and you can't tell anybody your big secret how you saved everybody, you're still a mess. You know what mm. I mean? Like, you don't have any appealing characteristics and the reason people don't want to hire you is because you're a fucking nightmare. And because you wear jeans to an office <laughs> interview. I, I think Sam's mother was right. He should have worn real pants. <laughs> how did he get here? How, why is he not working for the government? What did he do? What's yes. wrong with him? The only reason that I can conclude is they don't want him there because he is a nightmare. The only, and he's incompetent. He just happened to stumble into the world of Transformers by pure happenstance. The things he could do, you could give to literally anybody. He's just paranoid and jealous and erratic. And he's like, sell your car that your boss gave you so we can buy a house together. You're fine. You don't need You're that. Right. Uh -huh. What's wrong with you? I don't yeah. know Patrick Dempsey's like a bad guy. And it, again, it's mystifying that she's like, oh, Sam, <laughs> I still love you and adore you and I'm a model, even though you yell at me all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's right, exactly. So the story behind this. Yes. Ancient Autobot something, something, space bridge. There's an bridge. artifact. There's a whole bunch uh, of artifacts on a, it. There's so many there's artifacts. A, there's, a, there's a space bridge they need uh -huh. that's inside a transformer ship. Uh -huh. um, it's the Autobot ship that's sort of from the cartoon, sort of, mm -hmm. and they have to get it. The, the Decepticons are bringing Cybertron through the portal for whatever reason. Side note, the opening sequence of this movie, yeah, it's maybe I should have started said yeah. at the start, <laughs> it's surprisingly sparse and sedate, and you can tell what's going on. It's very grey, though, And isn't I think it? <laughs> that's because cause it's the opening space battle and the Ark attempt to, attempts sure. to escape Cybertron. And I think it's because there's no live-action stuff to yeah. obey to like get his claws into. 
And he's just, I think it, maybe they just made it in post and he's just like, I'm not looking at that. But what a boring aesthetic for Cybertron though. Yeah, just a grey world and a grey ship and grey pilots. Uh-huh. You know, it's yeah. just not that interesting. What I found fascinating about the start of this movie though, yes. we're still so close to the start of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long this movie. This might be the longest one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But is it the unbelievable JFK CGI? That's exactly what I was going it's to talk about. It's astoundingly bad. He looks like a different character frame to frame. <laughs> I don't understand it because, first of all, these are flawless, these movies, in terms of special effects, except for this moment here. And there's a moment where Sam whizzes past the camera CGI later. Oh, yeah, it's not here nor there. Yeah. But it's strange because you don't see JFK, right? And then you see him kind of through the lens of an old-style television. So you're like, oh, that's a bit wonky. But then you see him up close, and I blame... Tron Legacy and Forrest Gump for them thinking they could pull this off because they certainly can't. And what's strange about... You can see his eyes vibrating. Oh, it's so strange. But what's also really bizarre about it is that there's two other presidents in this, three if you count Statue of Lee Kid, uh-huh. and they use a completely more reasonable trick to pull that off. They use a body double for Obama and they use a double for Nixon. Mm. Why are you CGI and Kennedy? What are you doing? <laughs> Just don't. What are you doing? I don't know. I don't understand. Yeah. Tron Legacy, Forrest Gump, it's their fault. Maybe. Yeah. Mm. Sentinel Prime. Uh, originally was going to be uh, Ultra Magnus. That was the idea. Oh, okay, but then they probably weren't. He's too good a guy, you know what I mean? No, none of, their names don't mean anything. No, it's true. They don't. They're just, <laughs> it's just random names pulled out of a... I guess they just input all the names from the cartoons and the comics and they just had a random output. And they went, Sentinel Prime? Okay, I guess yeah, so. Yeah, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. So they wanted Sean Connery initially. And that's who they kind of modelled him off. You can see that Connery in his face, right? Oh, uh, yeah, okay, Connery sure. had retired by this point. Why? He wasn't going to be lured back by a... <laughs> a horrible film? But he wasn't going to be lured back by a getting to sit in a sound booth with dots on his face so they could <laughs> motion capture him. Weird. Yeah, I know. Weird, right? But... I don't know, just Leonard Nimoy's a good choice. It's a throwback to, you know, to the movie. Oh, so I get to wear this grey leotard, he says. That's Sean Connery. (laughs) I I needed more time to prepare, but it's fine. I thought you were doing Nimoy. Either way. (laughs) Sorry, it's it's the perfect middle ground. It's certainly is, yeah. Yeah, because he was Galvatron in the the Transformers animated movie. That's right, yeah. And I think he wanted to be back for a previous movie as well, maybe The Fallen. But it's weird about the Sentinel Prime character. He seems to be already a fire truck when they find him. Like he's crashed on the moon, but he's his shape. You look at him; he's red like a fire truck. He's got like he's oh, got the I windows see. on his chest. Uh-huh. I don't know what happened there. Did he scan the future and get that? It doesn't. It doesn't matter. What am I doing? What are you doing? I don't know. Don't look for logic in this. Here's another thing I hate about these movies. So last week I was like, it's not so bad. You know what I mean? But seeing three of these in a row. Yep. It's 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 a lot. It really is. It's, yeah, it just piles wrong. on. And I think this one is worse than last week's. I think it is. Yeah. Definitively. <laughs> So they use actors like John Malkovich, John Turturro, who's just whatever in every movie. He's just yeah. whatever, isn't he? He's just doing a sometimes different he's dumb a, thing. Sometimes he's in, you know, the NSA and sometimes he's a best-selling novelist. In one of the later ones, he's just on the phone to Anthony Hopkins for some <laughs> of the movie, remember? Almost every human actor in this has won like an Emmy or an Oscar. Yeah. And you got like Ken Jong, Andy Daly, Francis McDormand. They're not doing do something here's, with them, here's please. A few, here's a few notes. If yeah, if I'd seen this before, I'd seen three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. I never would have been able to take Francis McDormand seriously in, the, in that movie at all. Yeah. But here's the the, the 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 other thing that you mentioned before. Again, all star cast. I love Andy Daly. Love Dr. Ken. Love Alan Tudyk. So, Alan uh, Tudyk went to Juilliard. Did you know that? Actually, he's he's pretty good in this. All right, he sub. Subplot. He, he, so <laughs> okay. he, here's a fun fact about Alan Tudyk in this. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie 28 Days. The Sandra Bullock one? Yes, he's in that yeah, right. as like a recovering addict. Okay. And he decided during the filming of this that they were the same character. <laughs> so what he decided was that in, 
after the events of 28 Days, that character straightened himself out. He joined the army. He became a special ops killer. Yeah. And then he decided that he'd gone too far and that he was going to turn his life around. So there's a line in this movie where he goes, oh, that was the old you. He's referring to his character from 28 Days. Oh, my goodness. Pretty good, right? So that means the 28-day universe also extends to the Friday the 13th universe. That's the connection yeah, we right. made in the first video. This universe is wild yeah. and bad. But anyway, here's the thing. This movie also contains this weird office drudgery sitcom <laughs> that's just been welded to it. Because of The Office, Because right? of The Office was bit, like yeah. it was huge. It was like they were right in the middle of kind of office fever. And I think Michael Bay was just going to be like, give us some, give us some wacky office characters. There's well, a whole, there's a, like there's a whole, if they were going to make photocopy this. photocopy a if gag. They, if they were, if, exactly. If they were going to make this into a sitcom, it'd be called like, what does anybody do at this workplace? I would know. I would have called it like Dorks and Babes because it's just like a <laughs> bunch of goobers and then just like just hot model women. And there's there's this guy in there who's like, don't come in here dressed as a hoochie mama. What's the point of this guy? What's the point of any of this? It's wild. And here's the thing, James. Here's the thing. <laughs> sure. So in this movie, Patrick Dempsey, the actor Patrick Dempsey is in league with the Decepticons. And yeah. he knows that their plan, as you previously mentioned, is to open these space bridges around the world and bring hundreds of Decepticons to Earth and bring Cybertron to Earth and, and remake the Earth in, in Cybertron's image. And then afterwards, he will be one of the survivors who gets to you know thrive on this new world, I guess. Probably gets a new watch. So his plan is to get Sam a job at the one location <laughs> where there's a guy who also knows the Decepticons' evil plans and is manipulating satellite data for them yes. and can tell him the whole... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of mother... Or sales. I definitely prefer, don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, Nix, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. 
I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weekly planet or lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weekly planet. Shopify.com slash weekly planet. Cha-ching sound effects. You've probably heard this or maybe you've even experienced it. A business gets to a certain size and then the cracks start to emerge. Things that used to take like a day and now taking a week. There's too many manual processes just grinding away and you don't have that one source of truth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025, 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and a whole lot more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. 1. Because your business is one of a kind, so you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. NetSuite allows you to have the power of all the information in one place to help you make more effective decisions as quickly as possible so you can keep moving, keep building, keep growing, or have more time off, whatever it is that you're looking to do. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. That's netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet to get your own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash Weekly Planet. Whole thing where what he could do is just give him a job anywhere else. Yeah. Because if he didn't. Or not intervene. None of this would happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> Sam's not a detective. He's not going to go seeking this no, out. He, he stumbles un- into he this. He stumbles into this. And, l- and later there's a part where Patrick Dempsey, the actor who's in League with the Decepticons, is like, well, actually, I, I need you're going you're gonna to work for me and you're going to give us the information on the Autobots. We need a man on the inside. Sure. If you didn't do the thing you did first, all the Autobots would be dead because <laughs> hundreds of Decepticons would have come in and destroyed them all. What, what are you doing? Are, yeah. you just, are you just covering for your mis- mistake in the first half of the movie? It, it must be. It, it's nonsensical. Well, the introduction of Patrick Dempsey... Actor Patrick Dempsey playing Patrick Dempsey. Correct. Mm-hmm. He, was, he happened to run into Michael Bay. Michael Bay was like, do you want to roll in this? Then it was the next day. Oh, and he just so showed it's like, up, yeah. what, what were you doing prior to that? Right. Who did you have? Did you fire somebody? Was there nobody? Maybe they just created the character on the day. It's entirely possible. Yeah. Here's some things I like. Mm-hmm. Laser Beak goes on a bit of a murder spree. I'm kind of a big fan of that, that character in I, this. Yeah, I mean, and he is... I'm, <laughs> it's look, like an insane turkey. And again, it's not... Yeah, he's an insane... Again, he's, you know, he's, he's Laser Beak in name only. 
in the sense that I guess he's yeah. a raptor, but he's also got this weird chameleon power where he can he turn into a... At one point, he turns into, like, a pink version of yeah. Bumblebee to, like, lure a kid fun. in. It's kind of fun. He can. T- at one point, he does turn into, like, a hi-fi on a wall, so I guess that's kind of... Yeah, he does those whatever. Yeah, he's Murder Spree. He's a computer at one point. He's Murder Spree's kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, there's a nod to the Omnibots where we see, like, the in-between form of the Transformers. Oh, that they can fire when they're, when that's they're fun. vehicles. But yeah, it only took them three million years to figure that out. Brilliant. Good work. <laughs> Good work, guys. And there's a moment that I really enjoyed from behind the scenes where they're like, hey, we're tilting this room and everyone's sliding down in the room and it's crazy and no one's ever done anything like this. This is this is some Bayhem. This is some Bayos. <laughs> that's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was going to say, is that the, the golden Bay time in the movie? Maybe it is, where they tilt the room. But I'm like... What do you mean no one's it was done before that? Okay. <laughs> but I was like, what do you mean no one's done this? They did this in Spider-Man 3 like four years prior to this. Like it's amazing that they did it, but don't be like, no one's ever tilted a room before. Yeah. Inception did it also. Yeah. And presumably uh, some sort of game show called Tilt the Room. I bet one exists. <laughs> that is a real game show. Things that I liked. I liked um, Mad Max Desert Dump Truck Megatron with his little cloak that he wore. Why is he wearing fun. a cloak? Why hasn't he repaired his face? What is the point of Megatron in this movie? Other than being goaded. The it's one to, thing that Carly does. Yeah, it's to, it's to show up and, and interact with Optimus Prime for the last five minutes. And and Sam, not at all, I don't think. No, so. they don't meet. Sam also kills Starscream with a grappling hook and whatever. Great. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. Uh, Bill O'Reilly's in this. I've just written, what a fucking asshole that bloke is. <laughs> I don't really have anything else to say about that. There is the product placement in this movie of that that milk that they use in the next one. Yeah, uh, Shahua milk. Yeah, I think I'm like, it's called, oh, yeah. wow. That's a recurring... Um... Yeah, see, again, that was it. Like, had I, maybe I would have enjoyed Transformers more if I knew that there was some deep lore in this one <laughs> that, that revealed, you know, the secret Shahua milk that Tooch just wildly gulps down in the fourth one. Here's something that I think is... It starts off bad, but then it kind of has a bit of a happy ending. Okay. If you noticed in this, uh, the highway chase scene, where one of them looks like the Predator, it's got the dreads and the mandibles. Mandibles? Mandibles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A Transformer, like, smashes in the front of a car. That's a recycled shot from The Island, which is a previous Michael Bay movie. And the reason they did that is because there was a horrible onset accident. So Gabriella Cedillo ended up having a permanent brain injury because a cable snapped under tension and smashed through the windshield of the Toyota she was driving. The thing is as well, she wasn't a stunt person. The extras were paid $25 per day to drive their regular car in this highway sequence. Weren't informed of the risk. And she ended up with this injury, this brain injury permanent. But as a result of this, she was given an $18.5 million settlement, which is good, obviously. Uh-huh. But also you have a permanent brain injury. Yeah, right. So that's not cool, is it? No, uncool. Yeah. Ironhide dies in this. Um, you could just touch the Matrix to his chest and bring him back. I know he turns to rust or whatever, but I don't... How does it work? How does anything work? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Doesn't matter. And, and again, or you could just replace him with another guy that turns into like a big ambulance or electrical truck or an APC <laughs> or whatever. Like whatever the character is in the next one, they just move, just move him along. There's another guy. <laughs> it doesn't matter, does it? So you pointed this out last week, but they don't put the vocoder on Soundwave. They don't. I hate it. He sounds like Dr. Claw because Frank Welker is obviously the voice of Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget. By the way, this is what Dr. Claw looks like, everybody. Oh my God, you wow. The, yeah, the, I know. The actual reveal. Is it a toy? Yeah. Is it the reveal that he just looks like Inspector Gadget? Are they twin brothers? Is <laughs> I can't a, remember. Oh my God. Yeah. But it's, I mean, what are, you, what are you doing with Soundwave even in this? He's also tiny. He's like the size of Bumblebee. Another character. Oh, here we go. <laughs> it's time for one of James's trademark rants about a character. I've got a few I'm going to get through. Starscream is just like a sputtering moron. He's just spitting oil at Sam when he turns up. Where's the 
Where's the class? Where's the civility in these mm, characters? Do you know what true, I mean? Yes. Do they need to be sputtering monsters with sharp teeth and red eyes all the time? No, and he needs horrible to have crab a, faces. Have a pinky out. Yeah, exactly. Mm. That I don't understand. Written here, Megatron is as big of a loser as Sam. How did he get goaded into that <laughs> fight at the end? I know we talked about it earlier. It was really great when we saw Sam fight Dylan. That was a great <laughs> sequence in the movie. <laughs> you know what? The the entire Decepticon rampage through the city. You'd think it'd be interesting, but it's not. It's just, it's so dull. Yeah. It's so, the only thing to why me... Why are they flying drop ships? I don't know. Why do, why do we drive cars when we could run everywhere? <laughs> that's a great point. Makes but I can't bit... run as fast as a car. Well, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. Um, the only, uh, one of the highlights, uh, at one point we see a Decepticon drone or a dropship or whatever it is, just absolutely disintegrate a crowd of people just into ash. Yeah. And then the next shot of it just flings Sam into the air <laughs> because he's got plot force field. He's got That's main right. character force field, I guess. That seems like it's taken from Steven Spielberg's War of the Worlds. But in that movie, you see Tom Cruise nearly get incinerated like multiple times. Yeah. But that, yeah, yeah, okay. Optimus Prime in this. Right. First of all, do you have a great uh, do you have a great line from Optimus Prime? Because I've got one saved up. If you want to, we want to save. You could use that for the end if you want. Because okay, I've great. got some other things to say. First of all, he's got his trailer, which I like. Yes, it also does things. It's got yep. like a, a little kit in there that he can fly about on. I mean, the the character himself still looks like a party shirt, you know, brought to life. <laughs> sure, but uh, look, he does have the trailer. It's got the nice stripe on the side. Yep. Looks pretty good. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Here's my problem though. There's a moment in the film. It's about the two hour mark where he <laughs> flies into some cables. Right? Yes. And he gets tangled up. And he's like, ah, oh. eight minutes later, nearly nine, they cut back. He's still in the cables. Wow. Ah. He's got a sword, by the way. <laughs> Seven minutes after that, yes. he shows up again. So for 15 minutes, minimum. The leader of the Autobots. He's just tangled in some cables. Wow. You don't want to have him like a, like a Decepticon capture him or something. He just flies into them. Yeah, like a... Like a moron. Like a, like a bird into a windshield. <laughs> And then, of course, he like point a, blank executes somebody at the I've end of the movie. I've written here, Optimus sure has done a lot of executions in this franchise so far. It's a whole <laughs> bunch. I mean, you could take it as a character arc that he's getting more and more fed up with being betrayed and humanity, but he's just yes. a lunatic. Mm. Like, he has the voice of Peter Cullen, but yes. in no way does he resemble any kind of noble leader who's all about sacrifice. He's I a lunatic. I don't have any quotes here in particular, but I think Peter Cullen did say during the production of one of these or in the aftermath, there's a lot of lines in this I didn't want to say, but, you know, the the, the money people were like... Like where he's like, let's kill everybody. Yeah, yeah. Is there well, something like that? Well, here's a line. The line I've saved up, my favourite quote from Optimus Prime in this in this uh, movie was, you die, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good, right? I mean, it's Great no line. give me your face. No, that's true. But I mean, yeah. you know, you, you 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 work with what you have. So we'll touch on this in a later movie. Uh, but Sam dies off screen, I think. In this, does he? No, in between movies. Oh, oh yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. And he's just... He's uh, mentioned in the Anthony Hopkins one and he's like, the last of the Witwicky line is gone and they yeah. show a goofy picture of him. Yeah. So presumably... He pooped too hard and he <laughs> fell in his own poop and he drowned in his own poop. Yeah. What a way to go. I mean, I think based on this, Shia LaBeouf should have known to be nicer to Michael Bay. Cause, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you wonder, ever wonder where the Bayos comes from? Got a bit of trivia here. I'm ready. Go for it. This is some Bay trivia in general. People love trivia. I brought it back. Yeah, that's right. So Michael Bay conceived of uh, Driller's destruction of the skyscraper while doing stomach crunch exercises. Of course he did. <laughs> he looked down at his abs and he's like, what if they were a big robot snake? <laughs> Imagine the damage they could do. Am I right, everybody on set? And they went, yep. Yep, yep. Because he's yep. doing crunches on set. Of course he is, yeah. 
Uh, the original script also ended with Optimus Prime accepting Megatron's truce oh. and forming peace with the Decepticons. Megatron would have left for Cybertron while the Autobots remained on Earth, trying to build up a new Transformer civilization together on two separate planets. The original ending was used in the novel and comic adaptations, but because these came out before the movie and thus revealed the twists, Michael Bay elected to change the ending to Optimus refusing the offer and executing Megatron. Cool. <laughs> Great. And this is a bit of trivia that's called back to your bit of trivia from last week. As the Decepticon mothership crashes, Brains... One of the little guys. Yeah, sure. Screams to Wheelie, we're going to die. This was the catchphrase of the Maximal Rat Trap, who appeared in Beast Wars Transformers 1996. Stop doing this. I don't like it. It's no good. (laughs) Watch the last week's episode if you don't know what that means. So anyway, here's a couple of miscellaneous notes. Uh, At one point during the, I guess, the final, final assault on the Decepticons or somewhere in the middle, I don't know, I got a little bit lost. At one point, all the military guys leap out of a plane in wingsuits because they've got to get a thing or shoot a thing or blow up a building or whatever. At one point, they make a point to show that one of the wingsuits guys is trapped on the plane as he tries to leave, and no one stops to help him. <laughs> he just dies in that plane as it crashes, I guess. Um, uh, look, here, here's, here's something I noticed in watching this. First of all, Buzz Aldrin's in this. We didn't even mention that. The second man to ever oh, shit, yeah. walk on the moon is in this movie, and it's kind of wild, but I think because he's very much like... He, he does not care for people who think the moon landings were fake. You punch that dude in the face, it's amazing. So it's wild to me that they were like, we're going to say they were real, but they would uh, scope out some Transformers, and he went, sure thing. Yeah, whatever. And I'm wondering if maybe they didn't tell him. Okay. And they just... Who am I talking to? Uh, you're talking to President Lincoln. <laughs> okay, then. I don't know. Like, I wonder if... Look, I'm not a fan of reaction videos, but I think I would have loved to see a reaction video of Buzz Aldrin in the cinema watching Transformers Dark of the Moon and seeing what they turn him into in this. But also, side note, a- uh, astronaut style. When, when the Transformers arrive on the moon later, when, yeah. when Optimus arrives on the moon, we do see the Apollo 11 lander. Yes. But it's still got, like, the escape craft on it. Okay. Uh, clearly, they just... Googled so they did fake a, it. Apollo Eleven lander and just co- copied and pasted a three D model in there. That thing lead like they put the astronauts yeah, yeah. in it and then they leave. I think it's real. I think they built it. Huh? Yeah. Well, they built it like a bunch of dumbasses, didn't they? Because that <laughs> wouldn't be there. It'd be back on Earth. Sure. Yeah. They should have put that on Earth. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Maybe in the ocean. But they built it, so you got to use it. Yeah, I guess that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. So to get into the Megan Fox stuff, so she was fired for this quote. Michael Bay uh, is a nightmare to work with. He's like Napoleon, and he wants to create this insane, infamous madman reputation. Uh, he wants to be like Hitler on sets, and he is. So he's a nightmare to work with. But when you get him away from set and he's not in director mode, I kind of enjoy his personality because he's so awkward, so hopelessly awkward. He has no social skills at all, and it's endearing to watch him. So Spielberg, upon hearing this, even though this was weeks before they were starting to film, he said, fire her right now. Spielberg Spielberg was, yeah, was his producer on these films. Making a movie like Schindler's List. Uh-huh, sure. And Spielberg being Jewish. I can't imagine he took that very well. Like, I understand why they fired her. I get it. But there's kind of more to this than just that as yeah, well. Yeah, right, okay, yeah. sure. So her people at the time said that she declined to return, that she just wasn't really interested in coming back, which turns out to not be true. That was more of a PR spin. Shia LaBeouf more recently has said, uh, Megan developed Spice Girl strength, this woman empowerment that made her feel awkward about her involvement with Michael, who some people think is a very lascivious filmmaker, the way he films women, which is not 
inaccurate. The butts, the butts, yeah. But he points the camera at their butts. Yes. And he goes, a wooga, a wooga on set. That's right. But you can't hear that because the microphone is not pointed at him. It's pointed at the women's butts. That's right, yeah. Michael Bay also mentioned at the time that she said some very ridiculous things because she's 23 years old and she still, still has a lot of growing to do. Nobody in the world knew who Megan Fox was until I found her and put her in Transformers. I like to think that I have some luck in building actors' careers with my films. There was also, of course, a recent Jimmy Kimmel interview that resurfaced where she talks about how Michael Bay put her in Bad Boys and because she was 15 at the time, they couldn't have her drinking, so they put her in a bikini under a waterfall or something, which is a very odd thing to do. I don't remember that at all, but all right. Yeah, there'll be a clip of it. Okay, cool. But there's also, when that came to light, a lot of people saying that Megan Fox was exploited by Michael Bay and those involved with this film, and she has released a statement saying that, Look, there are names that did exploit me and tried to get me to do things, but Michael Bay was never as bad as everybody else. So yeah, look, there's definitely some friction there. Yeah, right. But he wasn't the one that kind of drove her away from from making movies. She said there are many names that deserve to be going viral in council culture right now, but they are safely stored in the fragmented recesses of my heart. And also Michael Bay is quoted uh, as saying that, and there's video of this, where that she looked different in between movies because she got plastic surgery and he didn't want her back anymore. So, yeah, great stuff all around. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway, look, I think Megan Fox does get a raw deal, though, in general. I think she is good in things. Yeah, you ever yeah. seen This Is 40? Yeah. She's really one. funny in yeah, that. Yeah. Anyways, this was uh, so it's a weird and bad movie, and I, I don't hated it. <laughs> I hated <laughs> so it. So you don't hated it? It sounds like you said you no, don't hate it. I do hated it. Oh, you do hated it. Interesting. Yeah, no, this was definitely the worst one so far. Yeah. Again, I have, I have somewhat fond memories of four. Sure. Just because of Stanley Tucci running around screaming guzzling milk and uh, fond memories of Five as a as a fantasy movie about dragons that tr- the Transformers are in sometimes. Right. But, uh, yeah, no, this so far this has definitely been the worst one. Drag. Real drag. Uh, so, yeah, we look, I think eventually we are going to finish off the Transformers movies, the live-action Transformers movies. Sure. There's a lot in them to talk about, but I think we probably need a week to like just relax our brains <laughs> and maybe so if people want to suggest something or do we push through oh maybe and look, go more insane let, let us know I think we should maybe just do a week maybe su- just suggest something for us just with a movie where nothing transforms in it just a, a movie cleanser just a movie with normal humans normal humans exactly what they seem <laughs> normal humans <laughs> so boring they'll make you scream Get home from work and grab a snack, sit on the couch, turn on TV, watch a Transformers film. Oh! Yeah, no, yeah. I know. So you're saying we watch a Transformers movie? I don't know. See how we go. <laughs> Let us know uh, what you want us to do. Just do what's in your heart. Yeah, that's right. What's the opposite of a Transformers movie? Maybe we'll watch that. Marriage Story. <laughs> I don't want to watch Marriage Story. <laughs> of course, though, if you do want to see uh, what's coming next and what's coming early, you can actually go to bigsandwich.co. That's right. You can sign up. We've got early videos. We've got bonus podcasts. We're doing a book club at the moment on very successful and famous comic books. That's correct. Recently did Batman Year One. We also have a podcast called The Weekly Planet where we talk movies and comics and TV shows. That comes out every Monday morning. If you want to swing by for that, just subscribe. Do it. You know you want to. It's great content all That's every right. day of the week. So next week, no, not every day of the week. No, no, no. Some days, not. some yeah. weeks. So next week, we'll we'll see, won't we? We sure will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Grab that jam, you guys. We will see you next week for something. Yep. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.